The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and we have been to training camp. Time is now. It's been awesome. I got to tell you about it. Welcome to show 378. Well, Raider Nation, before I get into the show, I have to say this for sure. I am sick to death of hearing about the Patriots, the Redskins, the Cowboys, and the Jets. I am so bombarded by those franchises every day, NFL Network, sports, any sports media. It is absolutely disgusting, man. I'd rather hear about the Vikings. I'd rather hear about the freaking Browns for crying out loud. But no, we have to listen about the Jets. Who gives a shit? The Redskins, please. How many fans can there be? I'll say this. There are more Raider fans than there are, more, than there are Browns fans. <laughs> let's go by fans and let's see how much media we get. No, that's not how it works. And the, the funny thing is, it doesn't matter about your winning percentage either because look at the Jets. I mean, come on, man. I am sick of seeing those teams. Am I alone? I don't think so. And that is all I have to say about that. That's a bullshit. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, the training camp extravaganza. We're going to talk about camp, how it went, how we went through it. And also, what we're going to do here on this show is going to separate different segments. Like, I observe, for instance, the quarterbacks. We're going to talk about that. I observe, for instance, the tight ends. We're going to talk about that. And the biggest observation of the day was the coaching staff and their interactions with the team. We'll definitely hit on that, the bone line, and that should roll this show. So stay tuned, man. We got to get to business. And thank you to the Oakland Raiders for opening their doors to the Raider Nation podcast, especially Will Kiss and Aaron Exum, both uh, working for the Raiders and working with us to allow us access to training camp and all media events. Thank you so very much. And with that, Randy and I went to Napa, uh, got up into the place there, and you know, for the first time I can remember, Napa was actually cool. I mean, it was almost cold. Uh, unheard of this time of year there in that part of the country. Usually it's hot as hell. But I think it's a good start for the team. I think the coolness uh, is going to allow for less injuries. I don't know. That's just my two cents. So let's get into the first part of our show, the quarterbacks. What we got and what we don't.
I've had my eye on our quarterbacks for, well, since the OTAs, since we got Flint, since we drafted Wilson. And, of course, Pryor is still in the mix. Well, one of the more intriguing stories here in Napa at camp is Terrell Pryor and what we're going to see out of him at quarterback this season, his progress, and he now joins us now on Buker and Townie. How is life treating you? Life, uh, it's great. You know, I'm dressed in black and silver. Uh, I get a chance to get up and play football, you know, and that's, that's definitely the main key right there. How different is this camp compared to a year ago? Uh, it's, it's a lot different. I'm a lot more confident. Uh, definitely understand. I thought the main the main thing for me coming in was uh, uh, having confidence in the uh, protections. Uh, I, I very I want to have a a great uh, deal of grasp of the protections in this. Uh, and coming in, you know, and I feel very good. You know, and once you have that stuff down, and uh, you can change protections and understand who's blocked, and uh, it, it, it makes it a little more easy. There is so much for you to work on mm-hmm. when you start talking about starting your career in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's a much bigger playbook. Yeah. The game's a lot faster. They're working on your mechanics, not only your footwork, but how you throw the football. Mm-hmm. Talk about how it possibly just was so overwhelming, all the change and everything that you were working on at one time. Uh, I thought, like I was, I was just talking to some guys earlier, and uh, <clears throat> a lot of people, you know, that are unsuccessful, and uh, I'm not saying that I am successful right now, but a lot of people that are unsuccessful can't, they, they can't look in the mirror and say, hey, what's the problem here? What, what do I have to get better at? And I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, hey, at the end of the day, uh, there's a reason why I'm not playing, you know, and there's a reason why they have guys, you know, you, know, you guys know the deal. And I, I looked myself in the mirror and I said, hey, I got to be more accurate. And um, I went. I went out and found uh, Tom House, and uh, he's helping me a great, a great deal. Former pitching coach yeah. in the big leagues, yeah. Yeah, uh, Tom House, uh, guy that trains Brady and uh, Drew mm-hmm. Brees, and uh, he's he's helped me a great deal. And um, I can see it, the, the progress. Uh, he gave me confidence, also to understand, you know, hey, I could put the ball wherever I want. And um, if you miss a ball, don't get down on yourself. You know, you made progress, so. Don't get down on yourself, you know, find something good about it and say, hey, I'll fix it next time and understand what you did wrong and understand what I'm doing wrong when I miss, if I miss a throw. What do you understand now about throwing uh, as a result of working with House that maybe you didn't know before? Uh, My preset of the shoulder, my shoulder was open uh, and so it would be pretty much flat here. So when I'm going to throw, my my left shoulder was open. And it just didn't cl- it didn't click and time up everything with my body. So as a, as a quarterback, you know everything has to be a rhythm like uh, shoulder, you know hip, arm, whatever, however you want to call it. But um, the timing was off because I wasn't preset my shoulder and my shoulder was open. So that, that was a great deal. It helped me off a lot to get uh, more power from my legs too. Terrell Pryor, Raiders quarterback, joins us here. Buker and Townie, ninety five point seven. The game you got that one start last year against San Diego. Mm-hmm. You came up short, but you got that playing time. You showed a lot to Raider Nation, your athletic ability, what you're able to do. How much confidence did that one start give you for the offseason and what you're dealing with today? I think that was big because uh, it actually gave me a, something to look at on film, something that I could work on. you know. And I, I found about two things on there. One of the main things was uh, I got a good bit of work on uh, putting stuff in front of my feet. You know, I threw a pick in the end zone. As I recall, and um, you know that that's that's what lost us the game right there. That I threw a pick, 
and also I made a bad decision on running out. I didn't get out of bounds, and we could have had a field goal. So I realized the small things, and I, I know what I have to fix, and I know what I did wrong. But uh, the, what it was with the pick, I'm go back. I'm sorry. It was that uh, the linemen, the D linemen, were all pushed back, you know. So I didn't really get a good job, and uh, everyone was at my feet, and just wasn't used to it, you know. I didn't get anything into it. Hmm. There has been a shift in offensive philosophy from last year to this year, a lot of uh, uh, different things that are being utilized. How does this year's offense uh, dovetail with what you like to do compared to what you were being asked to study and prepare for last year? Uh, I think uh, I don't want to get into comparisons or nothing like that, but, uh, you know, Coach Olsen, his uh, playbook is – I think all the quarterbacks would agree. I'm not sure, but you can ask them. But I, I think it's a little easier. A lot of guys are saying it's easier to learn and understand. And not only that, it's Coach Olsen wants guys to make plays, you know. So if guys back, if it's a man-to-man and a guy's back, you know, put it up and let the guy go make a play. Don't mm-hmm. throw it out of bounds. Give him a chance. And that's just huge, you know. It's like a backyard football. Hey, go play and let's 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 go make something happen here. You know, he's, he's actually making guys accountable to make plays. And I think uh, – uh, that's what you need. Now, when you start looking at the receiver core, it's it's pretty young. Mm-hmm. I mean, Denarius Moore, we'll see if he's going to ever turn into that star. Rod Streeter didn't catch a lot of balls in college. We know he's a terrific mm-hmm. athlete. Jacoby Ford, hopefully that he's going to be healthy this year. Kreiner out of Arizona is just mm-hmm. in his second year. What are you seeing in this very young receiving core? Uh, very, just like you guys, great potential I mean, they're not far off at all. I believe they could be great. I haven't seen, you know, I haven't played with a lot of guys that have great experience at the receiver position. So I don't I don't very much understand what it looks like with a guy that's been here for, you know, 10 years, eight years or something like that. But I'll tell you what, these guys come here and work their butt off just like the O-line, just like the whole team. And, um, you know, that's all we can ask for is them guys to – just work their butts off, you know, and uh, get to their get their right depth, you know. And them guys are on top of their stuff, so um, they're getting better, just like everybody else. We've heard it from Josh Cribs. We've heard it from the coaching staff that there's a different. I don't know whether it's attention to detail, level of competition, but there's a different vibe here in this training camp than there was a year ago. What have you seen and experienced? I mean, you can look around. I mean, guys are. I mean, if you kind of look around, just these guys, I mean, they're together, you know, they're in a group of three, you know, usually uh, from the past years to me was guys was just walking alone by themselves, not talking to anyone. So I think the togetherness, and I think that's the main thing, hmm. whether it's a relationship, you know, you have to have togetherness, you know, and whether you're a team, guys have to have togetherness, you know, and that's, that's how you're successful. And I believe that's that's definitely a difference. And I think that's one of the main things to me personally. Well, that, 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 I mean, it says a lot because – on Sundays, you got to fight for each other. Exactly. And if you have that love for the guy next to you and the guys around you, especially in the hard times, right? Exactly. Well, and especially, you know, people looking down on this team coming into this season. I'm sure you're aware of it as we've all seen some of the prognostications and yeah. the dead last among teams in the NFL. And that's something that you can't quantify when yeah. you look on paper is the togetherness of a team. How how much of an impact do you think that can make in turning what people are expecting into what is actually happening on Sundays? Uh, you know what? 
it doesn't really matter what got, what other people think. You know, from my personal uh, my personal opinion, uh, I think that if we go every single day, uh, play by play, day by day, and um, game by game, and we just keep on giving every single day, just go hard and give her give us give them our all. Uh, I think we're gonna be we can be successful. You know, uh, why not? You know, we're a hard nosed team, uh, mentally tough, uh, physically tough. Um, but it's all going to depend on us, you know, uh, the leaders on the team to get guys going. I would think almost that there's a benefit out of it, and, 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 and everybody counting you out. Mm-hmm. And, every, and, and there are no expectations. In some ways, there's nowhere to go but up, mm-hmm. and maybe you catch some people underestimating what this team's capable of this season. Mm, absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of times that you see uh, teams that aren't very – you know, up to par, and then all out of nowhere, they they blossom. Why? Mm-hmm. It's because they have a maybe they have a coach, or maybe they have they, the coach found some leaders to get guys together. You know, some of the stuff is a lot. The coaches have a lot to do with this stuff, but it's also on the players to go and, and manage and understand that you know you have a job to do. You have to get your studying in. You know, uh, the coaches don't know what you're doing later at the, in the night. You know, uh, how much guys are studying. They could give you the. They could give you the uh, the piece of the pieces, but you got to put the puzzle together. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, you know we're the ones on the field. They're coaching, calling great plays, trying to get us in a good position. But we have to make the play and make the right decision. You know, in your football career, it's been very interesting because coming out of high school, you were so highly recruited, had a great career at Ohio State, had the issues at the end. Mm-hmm of your stint there at Ohio State and now where you are I mean you've had the ups you've Mm -hmm. had the downs Mm -hmm. where are you as a man maturity wise now as a pro compared to probably what you dealt with so highly recruited out of high school what you dealt with in college Uh, I mean I can sit here and blow my own horn to you guys all you know it's it's for the people around here to decide and understand who I am as a man and understand who I I am as a person you know uh, I can't really describe it to you uh, by myself because you know, I just try to treat people how I want to be treated now. And I understand, you know, that uh, every day I got, I want to work my butt off to to reach my goals, you know. So uh, whatever the people think, I hope, you know, I just want people to think highly of me. And that's how I act every day. Well, I can tell you what, it's going to be interesting. You have no idea what's going to happen in this NFL season. And you just may be the starting quarterback for the Oakland Raiders at some point. So keep working your butt off. And good luck to you, and we will see you around the facility. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks, Terrell. What I'm seeing here so far in camp, uh, with the pads on especially, is the offensive line's having a hard time protecting these guys. they got to get the ball out right away. Uh, Matt Flynn is probably the contender, and I'll say because he's making the money. So they're giving him the majority of the snaps especially the snaps when it comes to uh, running these special run plays that they have on the other side. (laughs) How funny. The other side of the field is where they do all their offensive line stuff. I think it's their top secret thing because they're not showing the media jack crap. So I have to bring binoculars so I can see way to the other end of the field what's happening. And what I see is, I see Matt Flynn out there snapping a ball, going through running plays, handing it off to McFadden and Reese. That's interesting because that's the guy I guess they're going to put up first. So I'm, I'm, I think Flynn's going to get the job unless he loses it. 
Well, we knew we would get him at some point, and it's great to have him on Buchner Townie, 95.7 the game. He's the quarterback for your Oakland Raiders, Matt Flynn. And, Matt, what does it mean to you that when you start week one for the Raiders, you're going to be the 16th quarterback since Rich Gannon was the starter here? 16th, huh? 16th. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I don't like to look at the past and things, especially if it's uh, something that people think of as negative. Um, I'm looking towards the future of this team and uh, what I see I like. And uh, got a bunch of guys out here, you know, working their tails off um, each and every day. And that's what I like to see. And um, that's the same thing I'm trying to do. And uh, to be able to be that guy in week one, I still have to be the best quarterback here. And that's what I'm trying to work at right now and uh, trying to better myself every day. Expectations have been set very low from the outside. What, what are you seeing on the inside that you think will, will change that? Well, I, when I sit back and just watch this team prepare in the weight room, on the field, in the classroom, hear these guys talk, watch these guys perform on the field, I think to myself that I wouldn't want to be the person that puts too big of a chip on this team's shoulder because, you know, what I see I really like. And I think we have a lot of talented guys. Offensively, I think we have a lot of guys that um, probably most people haven't even heard of before, but they will shortly. And uh, I think there's some guys that are going to make a splash and uh, do some good things. Do you think this team and a lot of the players on this team have a chip on their shoulder? You know, I I think so. You know, I don't see, you know, you hear, you, as a player, myself personally as well, I try not to listen to anything that anybody says outside the locker room. But it's hard to avoid it, especially sure. on breaks when you're at home and your family's like, hey, this is what people said and and uh, stuff like that. So it's hard, to, it's hard to not hear what people say. So, you know, when I know me personally, when I hear that stuff, it puts a chip on my shoulder for sure. Makes me want to work harder. Since we don't know a lot of the names and probably don't have a great grasp of exactly where the talent lies, what do you think is going to be the strength of this offense? It's tough to say. You know, hopefully that hopefully we're going to be diverse enough and balanced enough to where we're not going to have to just lean on one strength. You know, we're going to run the football. We're going to be nasty, and we're going to run the ball downhill. And, and we got some offensive linemen that are playing good ball right now, um, playing nasty. And... Uh, especially once we get a little bit more timing, start in these preseason games, start seeing a different color jersey. That'll start, Darren will start getting a feel for the linemen and how they're doing things. And they'll start getting a feel for how he's running, how Marcel's filling in the hole and everything like that. So um, we're going to be able to run the ball, but we're also going to be able to throw it. Uh, we got a lot of talented guys, some good tight ends that are catching the ball well, um, guys out of the backfield catching the ball well, and the receivers are making a lot more plays right now. Can you tell, tell me a little bit about the tight ends? Because that's if there's an area where we're not really familiar with what you're working with, mm -hmm. that's, that's one of them. Who and what has been doing things that you think are going to be able to contribute? Well, I think all of our tight ends have uh, their special skill set. And uh, we got guys that can run down the field. We got guys that can spread the field, make plays, some big body guys. We also have some guys that are going to get nasty on, on the line of scrimmage and and be able to block the power plays, be able to uh, pass protect on, on a max protection or, any, or something, anything like that. So we got guys that can do it all. And uh, it's just a matter of now finding who fits where and uh, what plays can we do with this guy. And, and that not even for the, not just for the tight end spot, but for every position mm -hmm. that now, you know, we can we can a training camp, 
you know, we're, we've been installing, we're still installing a little bit, but you know, once that part gets over, now it's time to see what everybody does best. Raiders starting quarterback Matt Flynn joins us here, Buker and Townie, 95.7 the game. Tell us how tough it was to sit last year in Seattle and tell us what truly another opportunity to be a starter, what it means to you. Well, as a, as a competitor, as a professional football player, obviously disappointing um, not to be the starter, not to be playing, um, you know, but, you know, I look at it as something that I learned a lot from, you know, Seattle made their decision. Their decision was ended up working out for him and being a great decision. Russell came in, got his opportunity and made the most of it. He didn't let it go um, and he just kept growing and growing and took advantage of it. And that's the kind of thing that I'm going to, um, that I'm hoping and working on doing right now, taking advantage of my opportunity and not letting it go. And uh, really trying to build this team and make this team better. Because um, we got a lot of people that want it, people on the team, fans, everything like that. And we're trying to make everybody proud and, and um, do some good things. And I realize what kind of opportunity I have. I know that opportunities like this don't come all the time to everybody. And for me to have a second chance at it, in two years, I know that I'm blessed and I know that it's, you know, doesn't happen to everybody. So I'm trying to take advantage of that and, you know, not let it be for nothing. And if I said to you, the Raiders will be successful if blank happens, how would you fill it in? What's, what's the element <laughs> do you think is going to make this a successful team or season? I think, um, I think we'll be successful if everybody keeps buying in. Everybody keeps buying in and, and coming together. And, you know, you know, you talk about, you know, kind of those cliches of, of holding the rope and everything like that, but everybody being accountable to each other and just competing. And, um, you know, if that, that kind of stuff happens and we can do that each and every day without there being lulls or dips in the, dips in the uh, performance and everything, then I think we'll be all right. When you think about your experience in Green Bay and obviously Reggie McKenzie from Green Bay, mm -hmm. how much – is is he bringing that Green Bay mentality, and does it feel a little bit like the Packers around here? Well, I spent four years there, and um, you know, first year there didn't have a great season, but every year we got better and ended up winning the Super Bowl. Um, so my experience there, I grew as a quarterback there. I had great tutors, I had a great mentor in Aaron, um, and obviously that's how I got. To, that's how I got to Seattle. John Snyder, GM there, uh, worked with Reggie. That's how this trade happened um, with them. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be around some really good teams, some championship teams, know that mentality. And um, that is something that, you know, if you're looking to have a championship team, you got to develop. So that's a mentality that I'm trying to bring here. Um, a lot of the older guys are trying to be here, bring here. And uh, we just... Everything that we do right now is is for one goal, and that's to win. Well, you're not a stranger to championships, and we can go back to LSU, winning the championship yeah. at LSU. You know what it's like with the Super Bowl at the Packers. So uh, hopefully that feeling is everybody's getting that same feeling that you've had before. Well, I hope so, and I think everybody should have that mentality. We shouldn't. We should never accept losing. It doesn't matter what it's in. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, if it's Sunday against the Broncos or if it's playing – checkers outside the uh in the <laughs> locker room you know never accept losing it doesn't matter just have that mentality where you expect to win and uh if you have that good things will happen because you'll just keep fighting you won't ever give up you fourth quarter you'll just keep fighting keep fighting if you have any like doubt in your mind that you can win then in this league people are good enough they're going to take advantage of it so 
What have you seen from the other quarterbacks that uh, that are that are on the team, to, uh, particularly Pryor and and Tyler Wilson? You know, I've seen a lot of growth and improvement from them. Um, you know, you can tell they've been working on you know the mental part of the game, um, and also the physical part. They're making plays, making good throws, and you know, I can just see you know in the classroom with them. Um, they're just answering questions better. They're understanding protections better and everything like that. And that's kind of part of it. And, you know, I, 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 you know, like to think that I can give them some, you know, advice, good words of wisdom, kind of teach them, teach the game to them better um, as well. You know, just from my experience, because that's what I had with Aaron. You know, Aaron took me under his wing. You know, when I got there, I didn't know anything. Right. And uh, <laughs> especially, you know, you just have to you have to learn how the NFL game works. It's not it's not like college anymore. This is a different game. It's a different mentality, and um, you got to have someone to teach you that. And so, I'm trying to be that kind of guy for them as well. What do you think it's going to be like August ninth, Friday night, at the Coliseum, Dallas Cowboys? Mm -hmm. You're lining up. You're the starting quarterback. We all know it. What's that going to feel like for you in that first preseason game when you come out in the silver and black uniform? You know, uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be an adrenaline rush. I can't wait to see the fans out. I can't wait to see, you know, how they are. I've never been to the black hole. I've never, I've never seen. That's one of the stadiums I've never been to um, and played at. So it's like nothing you've ever seen before. I, you know, I can't wait. And you know, it also makes it kind of sweet because I grew up in Texas. I grew up a Cowboys fan, and um, mm. so. It'll, it'll be a fun game to, to play in, and I'm excited just just so we can get an opportunity to kind of measure ourselves up to a different color jersey. Sure. Well, congratulations uh, on getting here and being the starter, and we look forward to hopefully a very good year. And, you know, if you play well, as you all know, it's a quarterback league. You play well, this team's going to do well. That's the plan. That is the plan. So Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, we'll right. see you in the locker room. It. Appreciate Thank it. you. Now, Flynn has kind of got an interesting pass. Flynn has a very long uh, delivery. His hand goes way back to the back of his head, and then he lets the ball go. Uh, this is something that takes just a fraction of a second longer. And, you know, it's just one of those things you observe with quarterbacks. Terrell Pryor has the same thing. He has a very long set before he gets the ball out. Uh, long meaning, you know, fractions of a second. Out of all three quarterbacks, I got to tell you, Tyler Wilson's got a very, very quick delivery. And it's not only quick, it's accurate and it's straight. It's got some pop to it. You can hear him when they catch the ball. Uh, you know, Flynn looks like he's okay. He's got command of the offense. He just doesn't seem very confident to me. And I'm just watching players, man. Wilson seems like he's very confident and he's competent in a lot of ways too. And the passing drills, uh, they're all very close. Terrell Pryor still has to do a lot of work on his accuracy, um, but he can get the ball out there too. Now I'm noticing on these drills with the quarterback drills too, that uh, both Wilson and Matt Flynn actually go through their entire checkdowns to get the ball out. Whereas, Terrell Pryor gets to the second check down and decides to run the ball. So he's running the ball much better, by the way, than the other two guys could ever think of running. However, his passes still need work, and he really needs to be able to check down to his entire receiving core there in that play 
before he runs the ball and not take off the run ball. That's something I noticed a lot, and I was kind of concerned about that. I don't know. Maybe that's what they're asking him to do. I'm just telling you what I see. Now, the quarterbacks, uh, all of them actually have had trouble with the snap. Uh, Wisniewski's working hard on that. Uh, You know, (laughs) this is going to be pretty interesting to see what happens. I know Flynn will be the quarterback to start. Unless he loses, I can't see him not being one. But I'm telling you, right on his ass is Tyler Wilson. And he's got a very crisp pass, and it's quick. Something that you definitely want to see in the NFL is that ball get out of there fast. I, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying this. We'll start with Flynn. We might end up with Wilson. That's my take right now. As a matter of fact, if, if, if Wilson can continue to, to get better and show that he can really do it, uh, I don't know, man. In the preseason, it, should make a, it could make a big difference. So stay tuned. There's definitely a competition going on between one and two. I think Pryor will be our number three. I have no doubt about it myself. And that so far from camp is what I see out of the quarterbacks. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and so we're going to have definitely one guy, but I'm not sure exactly who that guy's going to be. Kind of cool, I think. There is some serious heat, and I'll tell you on the field, it was easy to see what part of this team is really fighting for a job. And I'm telling you, the tight ends are going at it. We're going to talk about that right now. This is the end. Beautiful friend. This is the end. Well, I don't know when the memo came out, but I know the memo was very clear. The tight end spots are free and open for all who might want a job. Because the tight ends are popping. They're hitting hard. They're playing hard. And it's good to see. I'm loving it. Now, David Ashbury, the USC prodigy that we got in the seventh round in 2011, a local guy from Livermore, by the way, came in as a very skinny kid, very tall, lanky guy. I thought he was going to step up earlier, especially last year, but he didn't. I don't know why. They played him, I think, two times, three times. But he's gained about 16 pounds this year. He is a beast, and he wants a job. Because he is not messing around. Now, a lot of people say things that happen at camp don't happen on the field. This is true. Very true, especially when it comes to skill positions. But I'll tell you this, Ashbury wants a job, and he's proven it by making it very loud and clear. He's pushing everybody around, and he's worked very hard in the offseason. I was always hoping for something special from him. I thought he'd come out last year. But then again... What are you going to do? He didn't, and we had a pretty good tight end last year that is no longer with the team. Now, Nick Casa, this guy also has great potential as a blocker. He's a big man. The 6'6", 265-pound rookie missed all the OTAs with an injury. So he's starting from ground zero. He hasn't had an opportunity to work with the playbook as much as everyone else. So he's really behind. The coach said so himself. I'll tell you one thing, though. This guy's uniform is completely dirty, and that's because he's hitting hard and trying to get this job. He's working 
very, very hard. Nick Casa is putting in some serious work to get this job too. Now we still have Richard Gordon. We we picked him as a rookie. He's third year player, six four, two hundred sixty eight pound tight end. You know he played some games last year too. So they kept him. He's on the roster, and believe you me, he knows that he has to fight for a roster spot, brother, because we also have the rookie this year, supposed to be the hands of the tight end receiving core, the 6'3", 245-pound tight end from Tennessee, Michael Rivera, is supposed to be the guy. Not so much a blocker, but a good receiving tight end. Now, this year's NFL, actually last year, the development of the tight end position into way more of the playbook has been growing in all teams. A good example of the Patriots, they do a really good job of it. There's a, a couple of the Redskins also do a good job. Uh, you know, the, the tight end position is very much more important, and there's much more flexibility there. So, very important position. It's good that we have a lot of competition at that spot, and it looks to be good competition. Good players, good abilities. Uh, we're going to need the tight end anyway with a new quarterback. So very good to see these tight ends working so hard. I'm liking what I'm seeing from these guys. And I'm going to tell you, whoever we get is going to be a good choice because there's really no bad choice in the tight end position. I'm liking it. I'm liking it a lot. And that is all I have to say about that. just talk a little bit about the free safeties and the defensive backs because I have also kept a very watchful eye on those guys. Go home. Well, I guess the big question now is DJ Hayden. How does he look? How is he feeling? What does he seem to be like on the field? Well, I'll tell you, he's wearing a red jersey just as a precaution. That means they don't want them hitting that guy. Anybody with a red jersey doesn't get hit. The quarterbacks and the kickers, usually. And, well, now it's number 25 who has the red jersey on. But that does not take away from him doing his job because he is out there doing it. And he looks pretty damn good, to be honest with you. I think the shirt's probably going to be off here in the next few days because he's playing hard and he's getting to the ball and he looks good. He looks really good. So I'm very impressed with his play so far. Very surprising to me because it seemed like he was kept back so much and he's been through so much and the guy seems to come back and keeps going at it. Mike Jenkins, cornerback, uh, unrestricted free agent we picked up out of Dallas. Six years of experience for Jenkins. He looks like he has six years. He's playing very good. We got a new guy, Taiwan Jones. Taiwan Jones, ex-running back from last season, is now a defensive back for the Raiders. And he's doing a pretty good job. You got to take your hat off to a kid who can change positions at this level of this game. I mean, I do, 
because he he's really actually doing a good job at it. I'm I'm not kidding. I mean, our defensive backs as a whole, Joselio Hansen, he looks pretty strong. Woodson is very good. I mean, <laughs> nobody's getting behind Charles. He looks very good as well. Usama Young, safety, very good player. I see these guys are all over our receivers, and I don't know if that has a lot to do about our receivers or our defensive backs. I can just tell you that our DBs are looking pretty good. Chimdi Chiqua. Chequa. Chimindi. Huh? Chiqua. Chimdi Chequa. He's in there as well. Uh, let's not forget about Tracy Porter, who gave up his number. <laughs> who was taken from him, whatever. Save the drama. That's all I got to say about that. I'll tell you, from last year, I think we have a big step forward in the defensive back position. I think we will see improvement and we'll see some guys step up and become solid players for this team in years to come. I'm liking this setup. I think we got a good bunch here, and we'll find some great talent right here. Uh, we don't have to go nowhere else, I don't think. Well, now join us here, Buker and Townie, as we continue Raiders camp up here in beautiful Napa, and a guy that's going to be expected to play some big downs for the Oakland Raiders this year and to be a terrific linebacker. Nick Roach joins us. Nick, thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Nick, what have you seen from uh, just coming in as far as the level of competition, uh, the level of intensity in this camp? Mm -hmm. You compare it to some of the things you've seen before. For sure, it's uh, it has been intense, man. It's been uh, it's been high effort, and I think that's the thing that I'm the proudest of so far. Is just you know all the schemes, the schemes and uh, the techniques and things like that will get get figured out as you get more repetitions at it. But uh, if you can start with high effort, I think I think everything else will fall in line as it should. You know, for you coming from the Chicago Bears terrific linebackers with the Bears. You were always kind of the guy that, you know, they weren't looking at. You know, there were other names that were there. You know, of course, Brian Erlacher now, now, now gone. I mean, there's it's a situation for you to truly shine and show people how good you can be. What does is, what is this opportunity with the Raiders mean to you? You know, it's, uh, man, it does make sense, but I've never thought of it that way. Um, we, we always had the mindset of just being a great team defense, despite all the big names that we had. And it was my honor to play with those guys because they, they had all the accolades, but they didn't necessarily treat themselves uh, any different or, or treat anybody else differently, even though they, they might have had a, a reason to. Um, so coming in here is more of the same. I, you know, people will we'll hopefully get credit as a team for winning. You know, it'll be the Raiders with the, with the final record, um, you know, and the final score on the scoreboard with more points. So, you know, to, to come in for recognition, I think, would be, would be a mistake. You got a lot of new faces on the on the defensive side of the ball, and the expectation is, is if this team's going to get off the right start, that's the unit that's going to have to really kind of carry carry the day early on. Mm. How do you? What, what's the key to getting everybody in lockstep right from the start to make that happen? Well, the good thing is I think that we have a lot of guys that are obviously new here, but have played a lot of football before, so it's not it's not having to teach guys what good defense is because I think everybody that's you know, the setup to play right now has played good defense and mm -hmm. been successful. And it's just a matter of doing it here and trying to put, you know, our spin on it, I guess. And I know it's early, but from what <clears throat> you've seen so far from the different units, do you, do you see the pieces? Do you see 
where this could come together to be that kind of defense? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm, I'm 100% confident that we have as much as we need uh, you know, to achieve what we want. Raiders linebacker Nick Roach joins us here. Buchner and Townie, 95.7 the game. Last year, the Raiders only had 25 sacks on the year. That was ranked 31st in the NFL. How much better do you think this group and how you guys are going to be able to get after the quarterback and get more sacks? Uh, well, you know, like I, like I said, I didn't watch, you know, the film from last year, but I know that to get sacks, you have to stop the run. And so with defense, if we're, if we're not able to stop the run first, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. So our focus is... As, as it should be, is you stop the run first and then you, you earn a chance to go rush the quarterback and get sacks. What have you seen from Matt Flynn so far? Flynn? <laughs> he's, uh, he's good, man. He's, uh, he's savvy. You can tell he's been around good players, too. Obviously, uh, most notably in, uh, in Green Bay. And um, I think he's, he's going to be great for us because he's he maybe not gotten as many uh, live reps, but he has uh, you know, the veteran savvy of knowing what defenses try to do to quarterbacks to confuse them. Um, you know where he needs to go if you know if we give him this look or something like that so it's not he's not fresh meat you know we've we've had a couple of people talk about the speed wait i love he's not fresh meat that's such a defensive <laughs> guy talking yeah, about I, I know <laughs> he's not he's you not. guys love well, that fresh was, meat the and, rookie quarterback and right. they couldn't they couldn't see the expression here on the radio but it was also the when i when he first said it, yeah, he's a savvy guy like like yeah we, we haven't been able to grind him it's up just yet <laughs> <laughs> uh, some people have talked about they've been impressed by the speed uh, on this team. You've been around. Is this speed that allows you to compete, or is there speed on the line and in the various units that's going to allow that that is that is something special, or it's just faster than maybe they were in the past? Well, I think it's it's uh, there's speed all around. Okay, I mean around the NFL, and I think that when you can turn your Speed into a lead is maybe not in the number of guys you have running fast, but how they play it. Mm. You know, so if you got a bunch of fast guys that don't play all out, it won't really add up. But if we have guys that, you know, that are fast, that are very fast, and they use it all, that's what that's when you'll see that elite speed that people talk about. Now you're a Northwestern guy. I know you're on the practice squad for the Chargers, but you spent your time in Chicago, Midwest. How nice is it being out here in Napa doing training camp and no humidity? Right, it's great. It's a little different. Yeah, you know, we uh, save a little degrees out here, save a few sweat drops with the uh, with the no humidity. So I'll take it. You're one of the guys that uh, people have looked to as being a leader on this defensive unit, something that they quite honestly lacked last year and having guys that could fill that. How do you how do you feel about taking that responsibility and how do you fulfill it? Well, I, I mean, first I appreciate it, but I don't take uh, too much credit for it based beyond the fact that it's a credit to the people that I've been around uh, coming up and being able to play. I had great coaching staffs, and I had great players to look up to when I was coming up. So to be able to get ready for that, all I can do is kind of the same things that I saw uh, when I was when I was a younger player is just leading by example first, um, you know, coming out with energy and attitude to work, and then, don't, you know, never forgetting to have fun because we are, we're still playing football. And a lot of us have been, you know, doing it for a lot of years and just – you know, if you work hard and have fun, I think everything will tend to fall in line. How do you like playing for a defensive coach like Dennis Allen? Uh, you know, I, I was only in San Diego that short time, so I've never played for an offensive coach, I would say. Um, yeah, lovey defensive guy. Right, it's great. It's great because um, obviously that that's a big um, emphasis 
when you got the the head coaches kind of peeking in your meeting rooms and coaching you up on the side. So I just think it's a I just think it's a cool thing because defense is a big deal, and uh, you know to have the head man be about that is good. If I said blank, if blank happens, the Raiders will be successful this season. What would your how would you fill in the blank? Chemistry. You like to elaborate? Sure. Yeah. You said blank. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, and I and I filled in your blank, and I knew I needed to follow up. <laughs> okay. Then how big the blank was? <laughs> um, yeah, man. I think if we, we've got guys that, like I said, we've got a lot of guys that have played before. You know, they're new guys, but they've played a lot of football in the league, and just the fact that we can come together um, in the way that we're trying to do it, hmm. I think will be just fine. And before we let you go, it, it, it's you know nine new starters on defense. Got five and a half, basically weeks to get it done. How tough is it going to be to get everybody gelling and ready to go yeah. week one against the Colts in Indianapolis? Sure, it's, well, it's good. Obviously, that we still have time, but also the good thing about defense is, you know, you can uh, you can call a couple of things, and if you just do it with the right amount of effort and intensity, it'll still work. So I don't think uh, we don't need to be stressed out with trying to get everything right and everything perfect it'll be more the the attitude of how we're going to do it together well hey good luck to you this season stay healthy in camp and uh, we'll see you in the locker room thanks brother. thanks nick i want you guys to know this is early in camp there's still a lot of time left to get a position there's a lot of time left to lose a position so this is just how i'm seeing things i'm going to talk about the offensive line later there's other aspects of this team that need to be looked at. Of course, I'm going to check it all out and tell you what I see. But so far, that is the dimension that I see it in. It's early. We're going to keep looking at it, and it is going to change for show. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. I saw the coaches last year at camp, and I see the coaches this year at camp. And there's a huge difference. So let me just tell you my observations. Coach me up, coach. There is a huge, and I can tell you, uh, noticed immediately by me, I, I remember telling Randy, the difference in the coaching that I could see. Last year, it seemed like it was very quiet. There was a little bit of yelling and screaming. But the yelling and screaming is not the issue. It's the coaching. It's that these coaches get down and get dirty and get their hands on the players and show them what they do. And last year there was some of that, of course, but this year it seems to be very much more um, focused, very much more together. The players seem to be much more reactive to the coaches. And I'm telling you, like Coach Tarver, I love this guy. Our defensive coordinator is a fireball. The mad scientist is out there doing it with each group of his defense. He's very, very animated. They love him. They respect him. 
And it's a great thing for a team to have that kind of dynamic, wouldn't you say? Coach Tarver, as a defensive coordinator, is doing a fantastic job. And, of course, Coach Allen this year is a different guy, too. He is so much more relaxed. He's so much more controlled when it comes down to being able to get up in the player's face, talk to him, coach him up. He's walking around. He's talking to players more than he did last season, which I think is a huge benefit. Much better connection to the team, I think. So I have better hopes for him. Bobby April, another guy, special teams coach. He's out there. Josh Cribbs joins us here. Buchner Townie, 95.7. The game, the home of your Oakland Raiders. Straight off of the practice field, he just basically stripped the uh, the shoulders pa- shoulder pads off and uh, and came and joined joined us and now we have to see if uh, Joshua do we have you we have you now I believe you do, do you I believe me? you do yeah, that is right live now. all right how are you feeling how's the health how's everything going I'm for doing you pretty good you know uh, it's the difference in Cleveland and, and the difference out here is the coach and the GM both told me look we need a special teams upgrade you know concentrate on special teams get those guys moving and whatever you can do for us on offense is a bonus so right now I'm getting to know all these guys I'm helping uh, Bobby April coaching a little bit you know we're getting it getting this team together getting the uh, special teams guys where we need to be to be an elite group of guys so Joshua your experience is all with Cleveland but can you give us sort of a a feeling for the the temperament and the attitude that you're getting from this camp so far because that's what everybody wants to know about the Raiders right now I understand that you know the temperament of everybody else because of what they have us rated in the league but i'm excited you know we had a couple fights out there and that's <laughs> always a great thing you see guys the this passion, early in camp right yes the passion that guys have right now for this sport and you know competing for spots out there is great you see them getting after it you know they, they're they're hustling each and you know it's a lot of competition that's going on out there and that's always you know excitement to see we talked about it earlier and comparing it to last year's camp here there's not a lot of guys here, guaranteed contracts. Well, no one's coming. We're talking about the big money with the big signing bonus where a guy can be fat and happy. He knows he can just step out on the field, and he's going to be a starter. It seems like to me, other than Sebastian Janikowski, there is going to be pretty much competition. Maybe Valdir at left tackle, but pretty much there's going to be open competition at most spots. Do you get that sense out I of this do, camp? Definitely. If you go back years and you see how the Patriots were, you know, the teams that they had, they won with all second day draft picks, free agent players, guys who haven't proved themselves, who had to come and be hungry and to show what they can do so they can have longevity in this league. And that's what you have with the Raiders. We have a lot of guys, not, you know, not these big name guys, but everyone is hungry they're forced to prove themselves so you're gonna see a lot of scrapping more fights out there you're gonna see a lot of competition and that's always good when you have guys competing all around the football field you mentioned that there are people out there that are ranking this team as dead last in the nfl what does that i mean i know guys are competing for a spot you're competing to make the roster but how much of that gets you guys geeked up to go out there and prove people how wrong they are it does you know we 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 hear all the talk and uh you know a lot of guys put it all 
put put it out of their heads. You know, we don't really, you know, guys, the critics and the fans, they're going to say what they want to say. But once we line up on game day, not even, you know, uh, you know, preseason, we're not even talking about preseason. Once we line up on the first game opening season, we're going to be ready to go and we're going to shock everybody and how we play and how well we go after it. I love hearing the excitement. I gotta and tell you, man. I just I got I got a little bit of a chill there. I, I like hearing the excitement. I have a chip on my shoulder. You know, I I, I see what you know what the coaches are building with. You know, Reggie McKenzie has brought here. You know, he's brought guys that's hungry. You know, he sees the talent level. He sees what's happening here. Everybody is underrating us. And you know, what 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 we have different that a lot of coaches don't have is we're going to do what it takes to win. So we're not going to just, you know, go out there with your bland offense. We have talented players who can do, and they're going to expose everyone's talent in their own way. So we're going to do what it takes to win, not to just run an offense and to just throw the ball here and run the ball because it's first down and throw the ball because it's third. We're going to do what it takes to win. So if it's running trick play here, then put TP in, you know, to run a, you know, a, a pistol play. We're going to we're going to have the defenses on their toes. Special teams going to be there to, you know, to give us great field position to back up the defenses and give them a good, you know, field to work with. So we're, we're going to be moving on all cylinders. Matt Flynn only has two career starts. He's now brought in, probably going to be the starter. What have you seen so far in the new Raiders quarterback? I've seen a lot of uh, tenacity. You know what he's bringing to the table, and he's been there. You know, and you know they say he's a rookie and everything, but he's played this game and, and knows what it takes to be successful. And you can, it's adamant. You know, this is a new playbook that the guys are getting under their belt, so you can see that they're, you know, kind of feeling their way through. But at the same time, the coaches are putting them in a position to succeed. They're giving them plays that they're familiar with, that they ran before. You know, simple stuff. And every day we just upgrade it a little bit, and and, and it's working and it's coming together. I know it's really early, but among the young guys, is there any is there any guy in particular that you've seen here that? Has has stood out or impressed you in a certain way that you think, hey, this this guy's gonna this guy's gonna surprise some people. I see a lot of guys like that, you know, and, I, and it's I hate to just point out one guy, you know, but you know, uh, Street, you know, you know, as a receiver, you know, you see guys, you know, work with the one-on-one drills, guys that just want the ball, a knack for the ball, and uh, uh, you know, I see that from all the rookies because I keep telling them, I'm like, look, man, you if this is your dream, let's see it, let's see it in action. So I, I don't want to point out too many guys because it's a team sport. But if you come out here every day, you'll see the hunger. And the fans can see it. You know, they, they're rooting for us, the season ticket holders who's out here in practice yeah. with us. You know, they, you see a receiver drop a ball, you hear the fans, give me push-ups. I need 10. <laughs> and they, and not, not only are they asking for it, the receivers are giving it to them, and then they're counting it out for them. Nice. So, you know, it, it's a good thing they have. We have that fan interaction, and they're seeing us get better. They're seeing us not drop the balls after, you know, one drop ball in, in you know yesterday's practice. So you, you see us getting better as a team day by day and and the competition level is going to you know exceed everyone's you know expectations now with a roster that's been remade and so many new guys it's very hard to find early leaders i get the sense you're taking it upon yourself as a guy who's been to the pro bowl who's been in this league to come out and just not be a leader of the special teams but be a leader of the entire team tell us about how you've you've come here to oakland and you said you know what I, I i'm gonna step up right in front and i'm gonna be one of those guys you know what and that's that's something because i knew i was gonna you know take a hold of special teams and you know put my niche on things and you know help coach april you know get the guys you know moving but we don't have that 10-year guy we don't have that you know great veteran guy that's on offense you know like you mentioned you know matt matt has only been in you know a start a couple years 
I don't think he had, you know, only two career only starts two in the league, but yeah, you know, but hasn't been the leader, of, you know, of his team. And we really don't have that defined guy, you know, so I'm going to, you know, help the coaches search out for that offensive leader. If it has to be me, it will be me. And, you know, whatever it takes at this point it's whatever it takes. Coach, he preaches every day. We're looking for that leader to stand up to, you know, to get guys moving. And I'm trying to instill within these guys that it don't have to be the quarterback. It don't have to be your star running back. In, we all our leaders came up. We all all came from college as the you know the captains in college, the best of the best. We're professional athletes. Everyone can take upon themselves and be a leader, and it has to be instilled with them. And you know that's what I'm you know trying to do. You saw it from afar last year. I'm sure you've talked to guys that were here last year about it. What what it was like. How different is what you've experienced here compared to what you heard about last year? Well, you know. The most things that stand out for me is, you know, the whole black hole, you know, Raider Nation, you know, every time, you know, when I was in Cleveland and we would play out here in the Raiders, they would say, all right, watch out for the fans, you know, tell your family, you know, that uh, they can't, you know, Hide the women and be children. too vocal, you know, if your, your mom is sitting in the crowd, you know, kind of tell her not to root so loud. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, what? What are we getting ourselves into? Right. I'm like, mom, you need to stay home for this game. <laughs> like, they tell me that. And, you know, and... I, so when I, when I started, when I came out here, I'm like, wow, I get to play for, you know, some of the nastiest, you know, uh, wild, craziest fans out here and to be a part of that and for them to accept me as they, you know, I, I, I just want to play that much more harder for them, mm. you know, and that's why I've been playing, you know, harder, you know, for Cleveland because they were thirsty for wins, you know, and this fan base is thirsty for wins and, you know, and I, I accept that. I accept that challenge and I'm going to give them all my effort, 110%. Josh Cribbs joins us here, Buker in Townie, 95 points seven the game uh, i want to say thank you you won me some money back in, when you were in college at kent state uh terrific quarterback do you ever miss it i mean uh, man you were electric I do. in college i definitely do especially when i see tb tp line up terrell he lines up and, and has a lot of pistol running you know plays in for him i want to actually get up there and show him how it's done like look man you got to get up here with some swag you got to ride the tail back you got to set back up and th- you These know these new offenses wanna, <laughs> are tailored I for kinda, you exactly you know and i and i'm i'm like you know what 10 years five years if i would have came out right now <laughs> it would have been awesome i would have been the first guy taken <laughs> you know i would have been that you know that Kaepernick, I mean, it's every every team, you know, just like you see the Redskins running, you know, it's a lot of the, it's kind of gearing towards that. The quarterback is gearing towards that running, throwing quarterback, that athletic quarterback. And, you know, it's like every five years or so it changes. Okay, we need the pocket passer now. The league has pocket right. passes. And then, oh, we have the, you know, the uh, running quarterbacks now. It seemed like in another five years it might go back, shift. Every The league might make a shift back towards the, the, the passing quarterback, you know, so – you know, you never know, but it, this team, you know, does tailor its plays around TP and Matt Flynn. Like I said, we do what we have to do to win. By the way, Josh, I, I, we have yet to have anybody on who Townie didn't win money with. If you if you won <laughs> no, money, you come on the show. In there. No, 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 I know there's there are. We lost. just never hear from them. I've lost plenty of money. I doubt, I doubt he, I doubt he this guy bring, made me money. I doubt he want to bring somebody on that <laughs> lost him some money. <laughs> It'd be a different conversation. It, it might be. Like, well, look, man, you lost me some money, but... <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I, I doubt he want to see him. <laughs> no, nobody in Cleveland's listening. How nice is it to be out of Cleveland? 
<laughs> you can put me on the spot. Come on. You know, I You're think, a napper now? The, I think for the most part, I, the uniforms, you know, I've been begging them to update it. You know, and, and that's one thing that, you know, they've stuck in that tradition. Mm-hmm. Even the fans were begging for more, better uniforms, you know, for a better look. You know, anytime we change the uniforms, we won back, you know, we won games. We, we wore different pants. You know, we embarrassed the Giants on national TV. I'm like, come on, man, different, a change is good sometimes. You know, and, you know, Cleveland is different. You know, I, they don't boast, you know, a lot of historical, you know, well, infrastructure. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, you don't go there for the sites. It's more of the people and the relationships you make. You know, out here, you got the sites, you got the people, you got everything, you know, and it's different from Cleveland. Anybody tell you they'd rather be here than Cleveland. But, you know, it's great people in Cleveland. I don't want to knock them at all. You know, I can't do that at all. I've been there too long, and that's been pretty much my home. That's fair. Well, hey, thank you so much for stopping by, and we're going to have a lot of fun having you on this year. Definitely. Continue that excitement, continue that leadership, and help get this uh, franchise back on track. Definitely, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Anytime. Josh Josh Cribs, Oakland Raiders. These players, you can see that they're buying in. It's not, it's a completely different reaction than last year. I got to tell you, I looked at it and I'm looking at it now. Bobby April has got these guys on it. Our special teams should be pretty damn good. At least to cover, at least the kick. Now, I don't know about the kicker. We're going to miss Shane Leckler like you're not going to believe. So don't get all emotional because we're spoiled because we've had the best kicker in the entire league for years. So when this other kicker comes out, whichever one it is of the of the two we got going on here, Chris Cluey, <laughs> I don't know if he has a Cluey or not, but he's got a big mouth, that's for sure. He's got a lot of media attention. I'm not liking that. Kick the damn ball and shut up is what I think. But back to Bobby April, man. I think he's a great coach. He's doing a lot of different coaching. Uh, That's a very good thing for me to see. You know, Tony Sperano, you can hear him. He's coaching these guys up, man, and it is a much different dynamic. The offensive line should be much improved from last season. A different line, a different attitude, And they're going at it. I mean, they're going at it hard. You could tell by the first practice with Pad's scrum they had with, of course, Lamar Houston right in the middle of all of it. And I'm not sure who else was, but it was everybody on the offensive defense was up in that pile getting on it. And you know what I mean by that. I like that. I like the way the coaches are dragging these guys around, showing them what they need to get done. The guys are buying in. I think this year... I noticed the coaching last year, I'll tell you, it's much better. I think that you'll see an improvement in the team just because of the fact that these coaches are demanding respect and they're getting it, which is nice. And so on that dynamic, I hope it improves. I can't see it not improving, man. I just see it as a better situation all the way around. Better camp, way more organized. It seems like they're way more together this year as they should, second-year staff for the most part, except for four. Uh, I'm liking it. I think you should be positive, Raider Nation. I'm positive because it looks much better. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, it's time for the Bone Line. Come on, you guys, start calling. It's time. You know it. Let's get to it. 
1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Ladies, you got to throw your bones as well. So let's hear from the fans. You know what I'm saying? And also check out www.raidernationpodcast.com. The site is awesome. Randy does a fantastic job putting the news on there. I ain't kidding. It's good. Our videos are there. It's a one-stop shop. You know what I'm saying? Okay, who's first on the line? Raider Giovanni from Orange County. What is up, my brother? Hey, what's up, Raider Greg? Uh, this is uh, Giovanni. Um, usually, I'm usually calling in from Orange County, but now I'm calling in from Marietta. Um, just want to call and listen to your podcast on my way to work. Um, you know what? I don't know how well our team's going to do, but my prediction is five games at the most. Just taking a look at our schedule, and I just, you know, just being realistic. Uh, either way, like I, I mentioned before, my previous when I've called previously, um, I'll be at the games this season. Uh, um, so I will be at that Cowboy game August 9th. I'm actually bringing my fiance, so uh, pretty stoked, you know, to get to see you guys again. And I'll stop by and say what's up. But, um, yeah, just want to call in. All right. Later, Raider Greg. Go Raiders. Well, there you go, man. No expectations. That's exactly how the Raider Nation should be. We're going in the right direction. We got to look that way. And hope that we see improvement. I think we will. And I think you're going to see some good football when you come to the Coliseum, my brother. We can't wait to see you, man. And our next caller, my good brother, Houston Raider Steve. The man lives in Houston and is a season ticket holder here in Oakland. Check that out. What can I say, brother? Hey, Raider Nation, this is Houston Raider Steve. Looking forward to football ever since the draft, ever since the end of the season, ever since the Super Bowl. I know we all have. Hey, I know I know what you mean about the uh, PSLs and everything. Over here in Houston, very first game I went to, 1970, Joe Namath coming into Houston with the New York Jets, playing the Evan Bethay, Dan Pastorini, Ronnie Coleman, the Houston Oilers. We sat down in the north end zone on the wooden bleachers, and they asked her to cross the street hours and sit there, the dollar park your car. Those days are long gone. And when the parking went up to $5, they thought that was a rip-off. Dan Pastorini said he knew that he was from Santa Clara, of course, the same age as Jim Pluckett, our football hero. Anyway, he said when he came, he knew he was big time when he walked in the Astrodome and saw his lights up on the uh, scoreboard. But Adams, when he threatened to move the team to Jacksonville, his picture taken in Jacksonville saying, you know, I need more money. I need more revenue. So what did they do? They took out the exploding scoreboard, which is the highlight of the uh, Astrodome, put in 10,000 seats. Taxpayers are probably still paying for it. They still moved the team. So I hope they remain in Oakland. When you think of the Raiders, you think of Oakland. Los Angeles was just a temporary home, as we all know. Anyway, I'm looking forward to coming out there and seeing you all, being part of the Raider Nation, being part of Kingsford Kirk and seeing Randy and uh, Greg and everybody, Juan Jorge out at the tailgates. Anyway, all I can say is go Raiders. we got to keep our team in Oakland. Thank you. My brothers and sisters, can't wait to see everybody. Raider Steve always comes with the history. He's been there. He's seen it. And, uh, yeah, he's got a good take on why the Raiders shouldn't move. But I'm telling you, man, money talks and the bullshit, it walks. 
Thanks for the call, my man. And next we have the L.A. Raider. Now let me tell you, man, the Los Angeles fan is badass. The L.A. fan is bad to the bone. I've said it forever. I used to go to games there. I know. So if the team went to L.A., it wouldn't be a terrible thing. It'd be like going to a second home. I can tell you that. I wouldn't feel as bad as if they moved to, like, uh, you know, some other Iowa or somewhere. So let me tell you, L.A. is okay. What is happening, my brother? Hey, everyone. It's uh, L.A. Raiders uh, calling back. And excited for the season, I want to send a special thank you to Raider Greg and Raider Randy for getting that mini cam footage. And I'm um, excited and, you know, eager to see the uh, training camp footage. I mean, this is the first time I've been a Raider fan that we get to see some of that footage that we never got to see. So thank you, thank you so much for uh, doing this, Raider Greg, Raider Greg. And the special thanks for Amy Trask, wherever you are, for giving those passes to the Raider Nation podcast, and uh, here's to a good season. And, yeah, just like uh, you said, Raider Greg, we'll see who picks out uh, picks number one next year. Other than that, go Raiders. Bye. Thanks you for the props, brother. We appreciate it. We love going there. We love seeing it. We love showing you, uh, you know, the things that we would like to see as a fan. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but that's how we look at it. We try to do that, and we hope we do a good job of it. And yes, we will see who picks first next year. And it ain't going to be us, partner. For sure. Thank you for the call, man. Very cool. And next, we have a prodigy from Miami. Raider Nation J. What is up, my man? Hello. I'm Raider Nation J. I'm strictly from Miami, Florida. I've been a Raider Nation since 69, since Daryl LaMonica. Listen, I stay right down the street from the Miami Dolphins, Dolphins Stadium on 199th and 27th Avenue. I've been a Raider for a long time, like I said, but I love them Raiders, win, lose, or draw. And there's some things that I don't know, D.A. scares me right now, but I give him another opportunity. One more, more, two, no more than two more years, and after that, if it's no improvement, he got to go. We got free money. We want to see something. We want to see something happen. Go Raider, baby. Raider J. Hollow. Well, I think Allen, so far in camp, man, he's showing a different side. I like it. I think it'll be improvement this year. I think he's going to stay because I think he's going to make a better team. So let's hope so because that's going to make more wins for this team. Thanks for the call, brother. I love it. I love it. Nice style. And next, a very good brother and caller for crying out loud. I love this guy, my special friend. Obi-Wan Raider. What's this? Disturbance in the forest waking me from my slumber. I smell grass being torn apart. Joke machines going. Could it be the start of training camp? At last, the dark side has returned to me. Oh, glorious football. 
What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Obi-Wan Raider checking in from Houston, Texas. Long time, no time. Just a couple of quick hits. Glad to hear you guys back on the podcast. Might not have been calling in, but I've still been listening. Uh, just want to touch on a couple quick things. I'm really excited to see uh, this backup running back, Latavius Murray, because we all know at some point McFadden's going down. Hopefully I'm wrong, but better to be safe than sorry. Let's talk about BSPN and the Patriot Rats and NFL Network. I'm so fucking tired of hearing Willie McGinnis, oh, the Patriot way. Belichick did what he had to do by cutting Hernandez. The Patriot way, the Patriot way. Eat a dick, McGinnis, okay? You too, Heath Evans, because you guys love to spell all kind of shit about the Raiders, but I don't hear you guys saying, well, why did they pick him? He had a troubled background in college. Oh, no, the Patriots, they check out all their draft picks before they pick them. Hmm, this is the same team that got caught cheating. The NFL brushed it underneath the rug. This is the same team that was a poor sport when losing two Super Bowls wouldn't talk to the media or shake hands with the other quarterback. But they are the lily white boys of the NFL. Patriots can eat a dick. Bill Belichick can eat a dick. Robert Kraft can eat a dick. Now, back on point, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with all the youth we have. I think our linebacking core is going to be one of our strengths. I really like this kid, C.O. Moore. I think him and... um, the kid from last year, I can't think of his name from San Diego State. They're going to be a good tandem. Roach is really good at middle linebacker. He can play the run, plus he can uh, work well in the pass, in the passing game. I'm really excited to have C. Wood back there patrolling the secondary for us. I think he'll be an immediate upgrade, even as old as he is, over, um, I can't think of the guy's name, with the Baltimore uh, from Texas. You know I'm talking about the safety to the left. At any rate, welcome back, guys. Let's go, Raider Nation. Raider Greg, they're going to be out here playing the Texans. I'm going to the game. Are you going to make that one of your away trips? We're looking forward to you out here. The Raider Nation is strong and powerful out here in Texas, baby. We take over whole bars. Raider Randy, peace out. One love, Raider Nation. Peace. There is no doubt how you feel about the craft situation over there at the Patri Rats. You know, it's funny. I've said the same thing. If it happened to the Raiders, it would be those, <laughs> those rat bastards, those Raider fans, the Raiders. That's how they do things. But since it's the Patriots, Lily White Patriots, they get away with everything because it's not the Patriot way. That is so weak. I can't stand it. Makes me hate him even more. And, uh, well, it just goes to show you, uh, we are the bad boys. And I like it just like that. And I can't wait to be dominant and to go to Patriotville and beat them up so bad that they won't forget about it. I can't wait. And it's coming. It's coming soon. Thanks for the call, brother. I love it. I always do. We'll be hearing from you. I am show. And our next caller, very special, incredibly insane, true to the core, Raider Nation. We got Raider Grant up in the house. What's up, my brother? Hey, what's up, Raider Greg? Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is uh, Raider Grant up here in Salem, Oregon. Just wanted to call in and say training camp has begun. 
I know it's the beginning of training camp, but it's a little a little scary that some guys aren't practicing, some guys are already uh, on crutches, uh, a couple teammates are already feisty after the first day of uh, practice. God damn it. Football's almost here, and I'm excited. I've been listening reading about everything. Just read an article about Terrell Pryor. Uh, I guess his uh, passing has improved after countless throws this uh, summer and working on his footwork. So that's a plus because uh, should uh, Matt Flynn go down, uh, we definitely need a, a backup to come in and be able to throw the ball, not just run the ball. Uh, Terrell Pryor, very athletic. Uh, I'd like to see uh, him get some time this year, uh, but hopefully Matt Flynn does the job. I uh, stated that, you know, he's calm, cool, and confident, uh, doesn't get too hyped up. Well, I hope he can get hyped up when the time's right because being cool and confident is great, but to be a team leader, you need to be able to get your guys fired up when the time's right. So on that note, I'm out. I'm going to go bass fishing, hopefully catch some something off a big uh, frog. But other than that, uh, go Raiders. Uh, much love, Raider Nation. Peace out. All right, Raider Grant. First of all, uh, Terrell Pryor doesn't look that crisp, and Matt Flynn does not have his cool. I'll tell you, Wilson's the one with the cool. He's got the way cool head. Flynn looks a little sketchy at times. So there you go. Uh, Terrell Pryor can't do checkdowns. He always ends up running the ball in these seven-on-seven drills. That worries me because he's not going to get the ball out. But, you know, who knows? Maybe that's the best way to go. I can't say. I know Wilson of all three looks the best. Uh, They're going to give Flynn the shot, but I'm telling you, I've seen it. He looks the best in uh, many, many ways. He can scramble too. It's early. We still have a lot of camp to go, but that's what I'm seeing right now. And the frog? Are you serious? I hate the frog. And I love the frog because the damn frog gets him out of the weeds. And man, oh, man. Uh, It can be a great thing to see. And as a bass fisherman, you know exactly what I'm saying. Fish on! Last but not least, Raider Trogdor from South Lake Tahoe. Right up the road here. What's up, brother? What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Raider Trogdor, calling from South Lake Tahoe. Spent the weekend at Celebrity Golf. First, I came kind of hostile. Excuse me, kind of hostile at Carson Palmer. Asked him why he shit on us like that. But after two days of uh, following the guy around, he's kind of a nice guy. Had a good time with him. Said it wasn't his fault. He claims it was Dennis Allen. So I guess I'm not going to go into hating him and hoping he breaks his neck week one. But, uh... I'm unsure about the quarterback situation. Heckled John Fox for a while. Asked him why he dumped Donkey Dennis on us like that. John Fox was a good guy. But once football season starts, you know, hate the Broncos. So can't wait for all this camp stuff to get going. Find out who the quarterback is. Go Raiders. Listen, man, that whole mess with Palmer was from Milk Dud. Yeah, that's from our last coach, Hugh Jack City. He's the one who made that trade. He's the one who wanted that contract. That's why we owed him so much money. If the deal would have been better, then we would have kept him. You know, it wasn't his choice. 
We had to get rid of him because he cost too much money. We didn't have a team to support him. This is better. We're better. And John Fox, yeah, whatever. I hate them hoes. You know I hate the hoes. And, well, football season's right about to start, my brother. So we'll be seeing you up in the Coliseum, I know. All right. That's it for this show, Raider Nation. Camp is in full swing. Things are happening. We want uh, Miles Burris to get better. His knee's kind of acting up on him. I'm hoping he's going to get back soon. We need everybody on deck. Doesn't seem to be too bad injury-wise. Seems like we're going through a normal camp cycle right now. And I am looking forward to seeing the cream rise to the top, see who our star's going to be this year, and just get on it and start playing some damn football. You know I can't wait. I know you can't. That is it. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.